Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is December 4th, 2021. It is currently 12.28 a.m. in the morning, and you know what I'm doing. I'm burning the midnight oil, <laughs> fixing photos, editing wedding videos, because that's what I do. That's what I do, other than this podcast, right? And I do a little screenwriting on the side, if you're wondering. Anyway, how was your day? How was your week? You know, after first of all, I need to really apologize for not podcasting as much as I did before. And the reason why is simple. Currently, my house is under construction right now. And, uh, you know, I have to move from room to room. Uh, you know, I usually have, I work out of home, right? So I do all of my wedding stuff, you know, out of my house, all my screenwriting stuff out of my house, all my writing things and everything. Everything I do is out of my house. So I have an office. And right now, my office is under construction. We're like adding on a bathroom and adding on a little room where I'm going to put all my weight room equipment. And then, at the same time, we're actually remodeling the kitchen where you have two walls in there that we're breaking down and making uh, the living room and our great room even larger and joining it with the kitchen. So now we have this one really big flat that includes now our great room and our living room and our kitchen, and it's huge now. And uh, on top of that, we just turned our pantry, I'm sorry, our extra room on the side of the house into a big, huge walk-in pantry that looks like kind of like a little mini supermarket now. And we're getting rid of all all of the cabinets in our, basically most of the cabinets uh, in our kitchen. And uh, again, everything that's going in our our kitchen, all the pots and pans are going into our kind of our our walk-in little supermarket there. So uh, things are looking really cool. The house is looking really great. But then I have to move things left and right and everything's all over. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to find space here and there uh, to actually edit my wedding videos. I've been so backlogged. Finally finished this huge, huge wedding, uh, which I had done over in the summertime. Oh, man, we, I shot close to maybe about 600 plus pictures in there and uh, finally edited all, got the skin all smooth and oh, every picture looks cherry. Now, I'm, now, right now, I'm uploading the photos to the internet. And uh, I, in the middle, in the midst of that upload, everything just got like, you know, stuck because I was using my phone as a hotspot. And apparently I went over my high speed limit and all of a sudden, uh, T-Mobile started limiting my high speed internet. Uh, apparently, uh, I was with Sprint and now they moved me over to T-Mobile and apparently my high limit, uh, internet speed is now limited on my hotspot. Uh, I, before I, I used to do everything via a cable modem. And so I had to run a cable modem from the garage all the way down to my, my, uh, little makeshift office here in the living room which I'll be moving pretty soon. <laughs> and now I'm uploading the files once again. I have about 15 gigabytes worth of photos, I think, or some some really insane amount that I have to upload. And apparently my cell phone plan was just exploding. Luckily, they're not going to charge me for any of that because I have unlimited internet on there. But, you know, I guess I went over my hotspot thing. Anyway, I'm sure you didn't want to hear about that. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll edit that out later on. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't edit my podcast at all. So... How was your week, though? How was your week? Uh, my week has been really good. Uh, December here in Hawaii has been raining. It's been like, <laughs> it's been cold. I know it's not cold according to you folks on the mainland, but 
It's about 64 degrees right now. I know that's you for a lot of you guys out there that's like shirtless weather, right? Because if it's not 32 degrees, 62 is really warm. For me, 62, I got to bundle up. It's really cold. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel nice. <laughs> I'm kind of spoiled here in Hawaii. And uh, it's been really rainy. So I'm, here's the thing. I, I don't have any weddings of this in this month other than on December 31st and then on January 1st. So I'm kind of enjoying my time off right now and I'm, I, I can actually fix my photos. I, got, I can do a little writing on the side. Uh, and I'm, right now I'm booking a lot of weddings and I don't want to do a lot of weddings in December. Usually I never, I never do because it just rains and rains and rains. It's not really the best weather. So here's hoping on New Year's Eve we get really, really good weather. And New Year's Day we get really, really good weather because that's when I do my weddings. But what else? You know, I know, I know you want me to get to the point here, right? So, so, uh, what else happened this week? Well, we, the whole Omicron thing happened. You know, I talked about it in my last podcast when it was kind of new. And now we had a, we had a few days, uh, you know, to kind of let that Omicron like, uh, nuttiness settle in. And uh, what do we know? We got Omicron here in Hawaii, and uh, apparently it's been here in Hawaii for a while because this this guy who got infected here um, from Omicron, uh, he didn't travel to South Africa. He, did, he didn't even travel to the mainland. He didn't travel, period. So Omicron's been kind of like, uh, you know, kind of moving throughout, uh, I guess, Hawaii. Oahu specifically, and uh, no one, no one knew, to, no one knew about it. So, so uh, it's out there. It's really, really out there. Am I scared? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, why am I not scared? Well, because well, first of all, I do feel that I still have some protection from my vaccines that I take. And even though there are studies that prove that the vaccine's effective effectiveness. Um, does actually wane after, I think, about three or four months. It's not ineffective at all. Uh, what happens with it? Here's, here's a really interesting study that I, I actually read. Um, after two or three months, uh, the vaccines lose an inability to stop any type of infection from COVID. Now, these were against the alpha variant, you know, the beta, and, and but not the delta, not the delta, the, the delta, all the other variants between the alpha and the Delta, which you did never heard of. And it was very effective at stopping you from getting infected somehow, right? Somehow. Apparently, the, the viral load wasn't as high. By the time it got into your bloodstream, it, it could really effectively, um, I guess, uh, stop, uh, stop the spread of the infection. And here's what we're finding out. With the Delta, you know, it was really good at binding at the ACE2 receptors, which are in your nose and in your lungs, right? And, uh, and it started replicate, replicating the virus a little more, uh, a little more before it went into your bloodstream. And that's why you ended up getting, uh, infected, even though you were vac- vaxxed, double vaxxed, in fact, right? Or even triple vaxxed. People, I know people who were triple vaxxed and still got infected with the Delta, which is amazing, right? So, Anyway, with all that being said, now we got this Omicron, you know, the Omicron variant coming in, and now people are just panicking. Now, again, why am I not panicking? Because all of the data out there shows that Omicron, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of de-evolved, if that, if that's even a word, into, uh, I guess, a common cold. You, you know, the common cold is a coronavirus, right? And so, get this, the common code can kill. In fact, the common code 
kills a lot of uh, a lot of um, elderly people. People who are 84 years old, you know, past their expiration date. The average um, age of in a, in America of you know the average death age of death in America is about 82, 83 years old. So if you start living past your so-called expiration date, 82, 83 years old, all of a sudden you become very susceptible to a lot of different diseases out there, a lot of different codes, if it, because your immune system just starts going to, going to crap, right? So if you have the common code and you visit grandma, you may actually kill her because, you know, the, she may get pneumonia from the common code. You, you, you think you just have sniffles, but you can kill grandma just by visiting her if you have the common code. Now, and that's the whole truth. Now, here comes COVID around. And what is the average age of death for COVID? It's 85. It's 85 years old. So it's doing exactly what the common code does. But for some reason, all of a sudden, we're locking down the entire country because of this very stronger version of the common code. It, it is a little stronger. Trust me on that. There's some people who had gotten it, got hit pretty hard, right? But Again, it's like the common code, and for the it, it only affects the elderly. For the majority, uh, majority of the people out there, very bad. Now, of course, you're going to get one or two, you know, cases here and there where you have young people getting killed with it, just like the common code. It happens. It really, really happens. And just like other things, like the flu, you're going to have kids who sometimes die from it. In fact, more kids die from the flu than from COVID. Take that and take that into mind, right? So now we have the Omicron virus coming in here. And what happens with viruses? What do we know about the viruses? Well, we know that it does weaken over time. This is, uh, this is really, really true. And even though this virus is manufactured, and that's why it's just evolving like it's on steroids, it's ev every time it, it becomes more contagious, it actually becomes less effective. Now, Delta out there was highly, highly effective at, I mean, it was, I mean, this thing was, I mean, this was COVID on steroids because it was like so, so, so effective at spreading. Really, really effective. And now we have Omicron, Omicron, which is even more effective, right? But Delta was not even close to as deadly as Alpha. Not even close. The death rate was way, way lower. All right. And when we talk about the death rate, we can't just take the number of cases that are out there because the number of cases that are out there, those are the number of people tested now. Don't forget, right? Um, the true number of people who are infected with Delta or Alpha or any one of those, that's not the number that they had advertised you on TV, even though those are inflated because many of the people out there in this world um, are asymptomatically infected. You, you don't really know that you're infected. If your immune system is really, 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 really great, you really won't know. Your body will just like fight it off naturally and you'll just be, you know, carrying on like, you know, nothing ever happened. Like I think I told you the story of my grandmother's caretaker. Uh, she was a super spreader of COVID and she didn't even know she had it. And uh, the only reason why my family didn't get it is because we were on quercetin and zinc. And I'll talk more about that later on. There's a new study that's coming out. I want to share about that. I, I want to share that with you. But again, so what happens now is that Omicron is even more contagious than Delta. Holy crap, right? But here's, here's the funny thing. As contagious as it is, not one person over there in South Africa or Botswana or all these other countries has been hospitalized with it. That I find pretty incredible. And it's not as though Omicron just popped its ugly head on into South Africa all of a sudden. They just started testing for the genome.
And they thought something was kind of weird because people were coming in. They noticed when they were doing some contact tracing, people had different symptoms than the regular COVID. And, you know, my friend who lives in Florida, they got sick with something and they said they got, they, te they tested themselves for COVID, but it wasn't COVID. And, and they, and, you know, the PCR test we do now, it's not, it, it, you know, some are saying there's, there's mixed reactions on whether or not you can actually test for Omicron because it did, it, you know, it did change, uh, I guess, by, by such a drastic amount. But all of a sudden, you know, now people are saying, oh, there, there's something, there's something new here. And, and they have something in Hawaii, which means, you know, it's, this guy got it from a community spread, which means it's basically everywhere, you know, like it, it's everywhere. And, and on top of that, it's in different parts of the state already, which means it's here. It's just really here. And are people heading to the hospital? No, the hospitalizations and deaths are going down. But what do the Democrats want you to do? They want you to panic. They want to feel, they want to, you know, we have the elections coming up and they are not going to let this quote unquote crisis go to waste. That's the main thing. You know, they want to have control. They are your fascist, right? They are your fascist. And what are, what is fascism? It's, it's government control. And I, here's the one of the thing, the thing that really bugs me when people always point the finger. They point the finger at Donald Trump and say, Donald Trump is a fascist and he's a Nazi, right? He's a Nazi. <laughs> These liberals are so stupid. What do Nazis do? They hate Jews. By the way, who was against Israel and the Jews and against moving our, our U.S. embassy to Jerusalem? Huh, let's see. Let, let, me, let me see. It was the Democrats. They're completely pro-Palestinians. They're, I mean, not that I'm anti-Palestinians, but they don't believe that the Jews belong there. They don't believe it. You know, they're, they're totally anti-Jews and they're out there calling Donald Trump a Nazi. If I ever seen more anti-Semitic sentiment ever, ever, you know, spoken, it comes from the left. Now, going back to what I was talking about before, you know, when it comes to fascism, Again, it's all about government control. So what has Donald Trump done to control your life? What has he done? Even during a pandemic, now let me remind you that when you're in a pandemic, your rights, your constitutional rights, they don't disappear. Not at all. Right? What did Donald Trump advocate? Now, in the beginning, he listened to Fauci in the beginning and said, hey, we're going to lock down for two weeks. And then after that, he said, you know what? I don't care. We're not doing this. He did not try to put out a vaccine mandate. He did, not, he did not tell you, you have to take this medicine. He did not tell you, you have to close up your business. He never did that. You know, in every democratic state, they closed you down. They locked you down. They told you, you can't go to church. Who was the one arguing, you know, to open up churches, to open up everything? It was Donald Trump. It was completely Donald Trump. And it continues to be people who are like Donald Trump, like such as Ron DeSantis over there in Florida. Who wants you to wear a face mask all the time? Who wants you to, you know, who, which party uh, enacts quote-unquote mandates and then treats mandates like laws, which they're not? You know, which party, you know, turns their governors and mayors into kings of their counties 
and bypasses their constitution, bypasses their legislatures and the checks and balances of the entire government to have their mayors and governors rule like kings, ruling like fascists. It's not, the, it's not Republicans and it's not Donald Trump. He never did that. He never told you, you have to take a medicine, you only can stay open this way. You only can have a certain amount of people, you know, appearing, you know, in your business. No, never, never done that. You want to hear some like BS? You want to hear some complete bull? Here in Hawaii, you know, we have some, a lot of stupid mandates because we have stupid idiots running our government. You know, stupid wannabes running our government, like in most liberal states. So here in Hawaii for my weddings, if I throw a wedding... On the beach, on the beach, and there's about maybe 25 people there, right? Now, if I throw a wedding with 25 people, they all have to be vaccinated. I have to go out there and ask for their medical records. I'm required by so-called mandate, not a law, by a mandate, by the mayor. Now, on top of that, everybody there has to wear a mask. They have to be vaccinated and wear a mask. How do you like that? Including the couple, including the minister including myself, the photographer, and the wedding planner, and whatever. Everyone. Okay. Same people on the beach. We're just all having a barbecue. Nobody has to be vaccinated. Nobody has to wear a mask. Same 25 people. In fact, we can have more. We can have 30, 40 people on there. So apparently, COVID, the science of COVID, because they say we're following the science, right? So according to these politicians... If people are saying they love each other, they wear a dress, and there's a minister involved, COVID all of a sudden is be very, very contagious. But if we barbecue, it's not. And that's following the science. And if you ask the, our politicians, our dear leaders, why, why is it different? They'll just say, huh, I don't know. We're just, you know, we, we're just listening to our health directors, again, who are idiots. They just make crap up, you know. Anyway, anyway, people, I've been talking for 18 minutes. I have a lot more that's on my mind. I haven't talked for almost a week, right? I, you know, I have a lot. You know, I have a lot of things here. I want to talk more about Omicron, right? I want to talk more about quercetin and zinc. I want to get to the study that's on my desk right now. So I'm going to cut to commercial. I've got to pay the bills. I've got to advertise my wedding company. And I hope you join me on the other side. I'll be able to have a short little break, a short little one. So join me on the other side of the break, and I'm sure you won't regret it. Hey, what's going on everyone? It's Scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I am back from my commercial break. Hope you are too. Welcome back to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. I'm freezing my ass off here in Hawaii at 62 degrees. I'm sorry, 64 degrees. I'm still in t-shirt and shorts, but I'm pretty darn cold. <laughs> I know a lot of you guys are just hating me for saying that right now, right? You know, because I know you guys are really freezing your ass off. You know, it still really freaks me out that, you know, 
it gets colder than 32 degrees over there in the mainland, in parts of the mainland. I mean, my refrigerator, it says on the door that it's 32 degrees. That means my refrigerator is warmer than certain parts of America or certain parts of the country. I mean, even in, well, Canada, I mean, why don't we just say Canada, which is like a huge icebox apparently, right, during the winter times. How can anyone live in these areas? I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how you people do it. I mean, you know, here in Hawaii, I guess I'm really spoiled, even though it's cold, and I know I'm complaining that it's cold, right? I can go out there, and I still have to little, you know, wear a little shirt and all that, but I can go out there and bike right now, and I'm I'm so spoiled. I can I can go on my road bike, and it'll be a little cold, but then I'll start sweating, and then I and then I don't have to like you know you know dress up so much and all that. But there in the mainland. God, you can't go biking on the road like in the wintertime, road biking. That's asking for a death wish, right? You know, not only is there ice on the road, it's, you know, it's really, really cold. I'm not sure how, how I would handle living in the mainland during wintertime. I would probably, you know, keep, well, I'm definitely keeping the home center in Hawaii, but, you know, I would definitely move to Hawaii during the winter seasons and I guess be one of, I guess, what do you guys call it, a snowbird? Right, head toward the warmer seasons. I guess you know during during the winter times, head toward the warmer states, and Hawaii being one of them. All right. So anyway, I want to tell you about my day today because it was pretty interesting. Uh, I I uh, I went to the the shopping mall with my mom, and uh, we, we go in there now. <laughs> there is a mask mandate, an indoor mask quote unquote mandate uh, uh, here in Hawaii. And I put, I say quote unquote mandate because the mandates actually mean nothing. I mean, they, they pretend that it's equivalent to laws and they try to fine you for a lot of things you don't, don't follow on a mandate, but they can't because they're not laws. Laws have to be signed into law by the governor, right? But it has to be passed or created by the legislature. The governor can just, cannot just say, hey, I have this mandate and all of a sudden if you don't follow my rules, you're going to get fined, you're going to go to jail. It doesn't work that way. So he can just, he can just mandate, say, well, you know, I, this is what I kind of require, but he can't really enforce it with any type of things. You know, they, they can't, they can't put you in handcuffs because you don't wear a mask. So now, so I go to, I go into the mall and I'm, I'm really just sick and tired of like, you know, this whole COVID crap out there. So, you know, Pitmaster Keith and even the movie guy Keone, we all don't wear masks when we go inside because it doesn't make any sense. If I go on federal property, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't. You know, they don't even check if I can just walk around freedom, walk into every single store. So I go into the mall with my mom today. I don't wear a mask. People are looking at me a little funny, but I don't really care. You know, I have freedom. I have freedom. I love walking. I can breathe. I, I can take a full breath through my nostrils. I can, when I smile at people and talk to people, if they're not paranoid, they, you know, they'll smile back at me, right? You know, you know, people can identify who I am. And there are some people out there, a few people, a few, a few people out there who are just walking around without masks, just like me. Now, when I go into the stores in the mall, I'll, I'll be respected and I'll put on my, I'll put on my bandana. Again, I never have worn a surgical mask or, a, or even a cloth mask because I can't breathe with those things, all right? So I just wore a bandana and I kind of roll it up to in this little small, like it's a little small bikini for my mouth, like a really, really tiny one. And literally, if I blow, 
too hard, you can actually see my mouth. So I have not, I have not gotten COVID to my knowledge. Um, you know, I may have gotten it, but again, you know, I, you know, my mask is totally ineffective, totally ineffective. And, um, and by the way, even if you have an N95 mask, if you don't wear it properly, if you don't wear it after one time used, if it gets, if it gets, uh, if you, you know, if you walk into a place with COVID, you handle it with your hands, it's, all, it's just bad. So, so it doesn't matter if you have an N95, the handling, uh, the procedure of wearing a mask properly matters, but no one wears it properly. Why don't we just get that out of the way? So it's all ineffective. So I'm out there walking around. And I run into my classmate, uh, actually my classmate who I took to the prom from high school, and she's uh, with her one of her uh, children there. She still looks great, like she did back in high school. Uh, maybe just a little older because we're all like you know nineteen and forty four years old and all that now. I think she's forty five, but she still looks like a plus, like really, really, really pretty. And she says, "Oh, you're not wearing a mask and everything like that." I said, "No, no, not at all." Get into a conversation, and we and we both happen to agree we on everything. And, and it was so funny because when I'm talking to her, I'm seeing people like, you know, cross behind and look at me and just give me that stink guy because I'm talking without a mask to her, you know, and, then, and uh, they're, they're just really, really, really eyeing me down. But again, because I'm, I'm a pretty tall guy and I have some weight on me um, and I'm pretty husky. I'm not fat. I'm kind of husky and they're not going to come approach me because I look kind of intimidating. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not like a nice looking guy. Like, you know, I'm not a feminine beta male. I'm, I'm, I look pretty much alpha and uh, you know, uh, you know, but they're still giving me the eye, you know, that, hey, they're saying, hey, where's your mask? Why are you talking to this person without a mask? And it really doesn't bother me at all. But this is where we have come in society this day, these days, where, you know, people just freak the hell out. They look at someone's face and they're now they're, they're treating us like we're in a Muslim country. You know, this is America this isn't Saudi Arabia where, you know, where, every, where the women have to work, walk around with burqas on. And that's what it feels like. You, know, you have to put this cloth over your face. So then I, after talking with her for a few, I go down to meet another friend of mine who I've, I met a Facebook friend of mine, never met him before in my life. And uh, he tells me a really interesting, we have a great time. He's a, also a very like-minded person, like my, like my high school classmate. And, uh, and uh, he, he tells me this really great story about how he was infected with, uh, with actually um, with COVID. And, uh, you know, he was infected with COVID and, and he had access to ivermectin because his doctor was cool. So this was just back in, I think, or, like early this year. He goes over there to this conference over there in Florida, uh, but he has to. But by the time he ends up in Florida, he's already infected with COVID, and he ends up taking ivermectin, ivermectin out of all drugs, right? He has ivermectin, and then as soon as he takes ivermectin, he starts feeling better. I think it was on a Friday he he, he started taking it. By Sunday he was okay, uh, uh, feeling really good. Monday he felt pretty good. He stopped taking it on Monday. And then he didn't feel good, so he started taking it again on Tuesday. And then after that, it was completely gone. Completely gone. He did take Regeneron, and he said he really didn't feel, you know, good, or better, or worse. But it was the ivermectin that it just happened to be the game changer. 
So I'm hearing, now, he's not the only person who I have heard from who has gotten infected from COVID who actually had access to ivermectin, who took it and actually had a difference. And I'm, I'm really getting sick and tired of people telling me that ivermectin doesn't work. Because, you know, these people right there, it's not in their head. They're actually sick. And, they're, and the whole, the length of their, of their sickness, you know, of, of, um, of COVID is very short if they're on ivermectin. What does this tell me, people? Because I have, I have not heard of ivermectin not working at all. At all. If, a big if here, if you take it early. Now, by the time, if COVID starts going into different organs and starts infecting different organs, ivermectin is too, is too late, people. It's way, way too late. You know, you can take ivermectin, but it may not work. It may not work. But this is what pisses me off. This is a viable treatment. And what, what is the treatment still to this very day to actually treat COVID patients right now? It's for you to go home and just to get better on your own and to isolate and to call them when things get worse. If you want Regeneron, your doctor has to think out of the box. If you want Regeneron, you have to go down and request and go through hoops to get Regeneron unless you live like in a red state. Here in, here in Hawaii, you actually, they do have places to get Regeneron, but you have to literally go down yourself and beg them to get Regeneron. Yeah, you know, I had my makeup artist for my company who got infected with COVID. She wanted to get Regeneron. The doctor wouldn't return her phone call. The doctor just told her, isolate, stay home. She had trouble breathing. Guess who treated her? I did. I gave her quercetin and zinc. And within about four days, she felt better. One week, she was done with it. One week. But it did take her, it did take her about three weeks to regain her whole strength because, again, she was just, you know, she had to like, she got hit pretty hard. She got hit pretty hard. But luckily, the quercetin and zinc, it stopped it from spreading to other parts of her lungs because I'm pretty sure if we didn't take the quercetin and zinc, it would have actually been a lot worse. Now, guess what? I was like in contact with her. Even though when I saw her, I did social distance myself because I did drop our, drop off food to her every single day, but I did social distance myself every single day. And when I did drop it off to her just to be on the safe side. But again, we're like, you know, about six, eight feet away. You know, COVID's in the air everywhere. Supposedly I'm there without a mask, right? I did, I did touch her doorknob and all that. And she touched the same doorknob, you know, and then, then after that, I touched the elevator. You know, COVID, the Delta is that, is that what you call like, uh, um, you know, contagious? I could have got it. I may have got it. I think I may have got it. I don't know. I had a runny nose for a little while. Who knows? Anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Oh, continue on my story. Continue on my story. So anyway, this guy tells me he got, he got infected. This new friend of mine, we're not really new friend. We've been friend about for 10 years, but on, you know, on Facebook, we just happened to meet in person for the first time yesterday. And that was great. So now I told him he's in our barbecue loop. So as soon as we fix our smoker, we get our next barbecue going, he can come in there and he can, you know, um, he can attend one of our super spreader events, which are, is very ineffective as, as a super spreader event because no one actually had COVID there. And uh, on top of that, you know, he can taste some good barbecue for, you know, but anyway, after that, I end, up, I end up going to uh, one of the lunch wagons over there. I noticed a kid over there who's, who's going to be serving me. 
he's not wearing a mask. Now, I'm not wearing a mask. This whole time, I didn't wear a mask. In the mall, out the mall, when I met this new guy, uh, no mask whatsoever. Walk up to this like, lunch truck. I said, hey, dude, I like that you're not wearing a mask. He said, he said, sir, I'm just like sick and tired of this crap. I don't give a damn. I said, you know what? Right on, right? So he just served me my food. Yeah, and, then, and then he told me, he, this kid told me, look, if you have COVID, I'm wearing a mask, I just touch your money. Now I have COVID on my hands. Now I'm going to serve your food and I'm going to get it back. It doesn't make any sense. This little kid, young kid, 15 years old, has more common sense than Dr. Fauci. How do you like that? And then he also says, look, I'm vaccinated, you're vaccinated, right? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm all vaccinated. Hey, you know what? You're safe. And if you're not vaccinated, who, who the hell cares? This kid... I agree with him. I agree with him. And apparently, but if you, if he's out there saying that, and his friend was out there, just nodding his head, right, working with, right, working right with him, you know, no one cares. They have all, they all have common sense. These little kids have more common sense than the adults running the country. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? All right. All right. Now on to this test, not test, but these results. Now get this, June 24th of this year, okay, this is going to freak you out, it's going to piss you off. June 24th of this year, the NIH, that's Dr. Fauci's, you know, that's Dr. Fauci's uh, wing of the government, right? Why don't we just call the NIH as the executive office because that's what Dr. Fauci is. He is the president of America, right? And the CDC is the new spy agency, right? But anyway, uh, the NIH... They conducted a test to see if quercetin and zinc actually works. Because apparently, there's a lot of people out there taking quercetin and zinc. They're taking as a pro, as a, as a prophylactic, and they're not getting infected. Like me, like Pitmaster Keith, right? Pitmaster Keith, who is a manager at a supermarket, who used to get sick four to five times a year with either the flu or the common code, and he's not getting sick anymore. He should have gotten COVID like 10 times already because everybody goes into a supermarket, right? How does he get sick? Well, again, probably from handling all the cash. They handled cash even during the COVID epidemic, right? Handling cash, being in, in, interacting with people, you know? They've never counted people back and forth. They're supposed to limit customers, but they never did. So their, their, their place, their supermarket was always busy. Now, but he was on quercetin and zinc. Never got infected. So, now, June 24th, 2021, the NIH conducts um, a test, a control test, a double-blinded placebo test on quercetin and zinc. It's a very small group. So they took 42 patients that were infected with COVID and symptomatic and hospitalized. Okay, so all 42 people that are hospitalized they didn't say their age, but they broke them down into two groups, all right, into 21 and 21. In one group of 21, they took quercetin and zinc, and in the other 21, they took none of that. So they, they, that's what they did. In the first week, 16 of the people in the quercetin group, they tested negative for COVID. 16 people out of the 21. All right, the rest of the patients, the 12, the 12 that were um, over there, they had no symptoms at all from COVID, none whatsoever. Now, on the people who did not, the 21 who did not take COVID, 
only two tested negative. So again, the first week, again, the people who took quercetin and zinc, the 16 tested negative versus two in the non-quercetin group. How do you like that? Now, the second week rolls by. The whole quercetin group, they're all COVID-free. 100% of them are COVID-free. None of them have symptoms. All right. And the other group, and the other group the, 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 who, who, didn't, who did not take quercetin, well, they're still positive with COVID. They're still positive with COVID and they're all symptomatic. Week three, seven, 17 tested negative of COVID and one died. That's what the negative, that's what the people who did not take quercetin. So here's a drastic difference here. No one died in the 21 people of the quercetin group. No one died. Week one, most of them, three quarters of them were negative. Week two, the rest of the five patients were negative. All of them were non-symptomatic. Versus again, the, the group that didn't take it, <laughs> they were, it took them two weeks to get, it took them two to three weeks to test negative and one patient died. And they were all symptomatic. So what does this tell you? Number one, that quercetin and zinc, it actually, it, it actually limits the, the duration of COVID, right? It, it really, really limits the duration of COVID down to one week and one to two weeks. And this is exactly what happened to my friend, the makeup artist who got infected with COVID. It, she was basically good by the first week, second week rolled around, she was perfect, okay? Third week, she was like, <laughs> she was like just recovering from just being, you know, isolated for that long. Imagine if she did not take any type of quercetin, she, it would have been really, really bad. Who knows what would, what would have happened. It, if you're not, if you don't take anything, it takes up to three weeks to get better. And I tell you what, this is what, it, this, what, this is what happens with a lot of people who are on COVID. It takes them about two to three weeks to actually get really, really good. And even then, they're still, they're still actually recovering. Quercetin and zinc works, people. It actually works. This is an NIH study that was conducted on June 24th of 2021. You didn't hear about it in the news at all. Where was this? How did I find it? Well, I just Googled quercetin and zinc study, and it came out on the NIH website. Dr. Fauci, and this is, on the, this is all actually on the NIH website. Dr. Fauci never talks about this, not at all. All he wants to talk about is the vaccine. That's it. That's it. He's all about the vax. He's not about treating the patient. <sighs> that really pisses me off. That, I mean, it really pisses me off. If he went, I mean, here's, here's how stupid this is. Quercetin and zinc is something you can buy over the counter. You can actually buy this on Amazon. That's how I get mine. If you take it every single day, all of a sudden you have quercetin and zinc you know, floating around in your blood because you're loaded up with it, and you encounter, you know, you're, you're going to encounter COVID out there. You know, you're, you're, you're going to you're going to encounter Omicron, definitely, 100%. But what is quercetin and zinc? What does zinc do? Okay, now if you listen to my podcast from before, I, I, I tell what it does. A lot of you are first time listeners. Zinc 
is the kryptonite of COVID. Once you put zinc into COVID, a coronavirus, it kills it. It actually kills it. The problem is that how do you get zinc into the coronavirus? How do you karate chop that little virus in there? Make a little crack in there so zinc can penetrate it. Well, you need what they call an ionophore. Now, what is an ionophore? Well, that's exactly what it does. It, it splits the cell membrane. And there's certain, thing, there's certain ingredients out there, drugs out there that do this. Hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine, you know, did this. You know, quinol did this. Now, that's why hydroxychloroquine was so effective. But hydroxychloroquine was only effective with zinc. So what did, what did hydroxychloroquine do exactly? It, it, it actually split open that, that cell membrane and then it, it allowed the zinc to get into the coronavirus. This is what quercetin does. Quercetin is an ionophore. It's not as strong, not even close to as strong as, as hydroxychloroquine. But here's the thing. You know, you only need it to be really strong if you have a high viral load. The trick is, is to have this quercetin and zinc all around your blood, inside your blood, floating around, so that when COVID kind of finally makes its way into your bloodstream, it's going to attack it right away. So it's going to say, whoa, we got COVID here. Bam, bam, bam. We'll start killing it right away. It won't have a chance for it to actually, you know, replicate, for, for it to like, you know, bind to ACE2 receptor. It won't have a chance. That's how effective it is. So if you take it every single day, the odds of you getting infected, you know, and dying of COVID are very, very, very low. Now, for myself, you know, true story. You know, I've, I've, been, I've come into contact with some couples who've gotten COVID, you know, really, really close. And, I, and I've, I've taken, you know, I take one every day when I can remember, basically one every day. I may skip a few days because, you know, I just forgot. But then if I feel a little under the weather, just a little, a little scratchiness of the throat, I'll take two. And then I'll take one every four hours because they have a half-life, half-life of every 48 hours. And then all of a sudden, the, the little itchiness goes away. It's gone, 100% gone. Now, is that in my mind? Absolutely not. Because I can tell you one thing, I have asthma. And before, back in the day, before I took quercetin and zinc, when I have that little scratchiness in my throat, it's bad news. All of a sudden, I know, it's a, I know what's going to happen next. I'm going to have to start to, I'll get that phlegm cough. And that phlegm cough of the mucus coming out there. And I'll start coughing. And it'll take me close to a month or two to get rid of this phlegm cough. But now, with quercetin and zinc, it's been two years. I haven't gotten that phlegm cough. I'm not wearing a good mask. I'm wearing a bandana. It's not about that. It's about the quercetin and zinc. I've been in contact with people who, are, who have had COVID. Flat out COVID. Flat out Delta. Never got it. Never got it. I probably got it in my body, my body, along with the vaccines in my body, right? The the the, the mRNA vaccines. Um, the, you know that helped me fight it off. Now, now here's a really now I want to I want to tell you about this really interesting study that I read. Um, there's an interest, interesting study out there that that showed me that after two to three months, um, the effective, effectiveness of your vaccine actually wanes dramatically. So all of a sudden, after two to three months, maybe even four months, you can get infected with COVID and you can spread COVID. So 
um, when you first take your Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, your antibodies are through the roof. You're like this walking like kryptonite of COVID, but that does wane after a while. But what does stay with you for a long time and till this very day, it's your ability to not get truly 100% infected. You're like, for example, the antibodies are still going around in your body and they're still able to neutralize a lot of COVID, um, a lot of the coronaviruses out there, including the common code. It's like the, the virus that we have now, the, the antibodies that we have now will bind to actually even the common code coronavirus. And that's why you may not be get as sick from common codes. Isn't that pretty cool? Even though the regular common code has a different um, spike protein than the, the SARS-CoV-2, it will still bind to there. So that's the good news. And also, get this, when you get a common code coronavirus, those antibodies created by that coronavirus will also generate other antibodies. So all of a sudden you have a lot, you have a lot of antibodies that are just not exactly, you know, they're not going to exactly fight, help you fight Omicron probably, but it just helps you. And that's why a lot of people who are getting infected with Omicron who have been vaccinated, they're not really getting a lot of, a lot of like, um, a lot of symptoms out there. Now, here's the interesting thing. The vaccines, the antibodies that are created from the vaccines or even your, in your own body, they only neutralize the, the virus. It doesn't kill it. So what it does is that it binds on top of the, the, the COVID spikes. And because it can't, it can't penetrate an ACE2 receptor, it, it, won't, it won't actually, the, the virus needs to bind to a host to live. If it has no host, it will die. But, but it will stay alive for maybe two to three days or maybe even five days, um, it, I guess, if, if, it's, if it has nothing to bind with inside your body. If it's outside, the, life, the lifespan of COVID is much shorter because apparently you need some liquid or something in there. And this is why, like, COVID, it can't be grown in a Petri dish. It's not like regular bacteria, like, you know, when E. coli, I remember in high school, where, like, one of, one of well, not E. coli, but, like, strep. One of my classmates had strep throat, and he swabbed the back of his throat, and he, we, we put it in the Petri dish, and all of a sudden, we're growing, like, strep instead of our Petri dish, and our, and our, um, <laughs> and our, uh, our, uh, our professor like looked at it and you see the chain there and he was like, holy crap, you, got, you guys are like breeding strep. And he, he like threw it away really quick because that stuff is contagious, right? It's really, really bad. But, um, but uh, uh, you can't do that with COVID. It has to be bound to human flesh. You can't just grow it in a Petri dish. So, that's, so if you just put it on top of a little Petri dish, COVID's going to die. It's kind of like venom. You know, when you watch venom, where it's a symbiote, it has to bind with a host. That's exactly what it is. So it's a symbiote. It needs a host. And, it, it, and it's kind of interesting. Like, like COVID and venom is very much the same. So if you watch venom, the movie, you, you'll find out that, oh, if it doesn't have a host, eventually it kills the host. It's going to die. So what does, what does COVID want to do? It, doesn't, it wants to weaken itself. So it wants to live in, in the symbiotic relationship. Kind of like the herpes virus with its host, so it can live in your body forever. So, like most of us have like a herpes virus of some sort, like on our lips in our body right now. Uh, even though we may not have an attack and all that, most of us have some type of like some type of version of herpes or something. Or I, I think it was that virus living in our body in a very symbiotic type of way. It's just not you know that's why some of us get cold sores. So, so um. That's what the coronavirus wants to become. 
It just wants to live. It doesn't want to kill the host. It doesn't want it because if it kills the host, it dies as well. Now, that's why Omicron, it looks as though it's evolving this way where it's, it, doesn't, it will still stay in a person's body as long as it can and it won't kill it. It won't, it won't kill it. It may, it may give you a little sniffles, but it may actually always be there. That's what may happen with this virus. And that's where I think it's going. So anyway, that, that's, where, that's where I think many scientists are actually heading right now. Okay, people, that's it for today's podcast. I hope you learned a lot. Um, been talking for a little while here. And uh, I hope your weekend goes good. I'm going to do a movie podcast. I got Pitmaster Keith uh, coming over tomorrow. Uh, we're going to a car show with a lot of our, with, with the movie guy, Keone. Maybe I can get them all in on a podcast. We'll see. Uh, we're going to do a car show. We're not going to wear a mask. We're going to go out there and have fun. Uh, you know, we're going to take our quercetin and zinc, of course, before we go. And, uh, you yeah, know, we're not going to live in fear. None whatsoever. No fear. I'll talk to you later, guys. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.